Oh yeah, yeah. How do I want to start this video? Um, do we want to say it's a React? Justin reacts to his externship manual. I think that's kind of like the direction I want to take it. What is up, folks? This is a video for all of you that have been asking about stories from early on in my career. This is the small bits that I was able to recover from my externship manual when I was in culinary school. So for most of you that don't know, I did my externship at Per Se when I was going to the Culinary Institute of America. The way that that structure looked is it was a year of school, uh, six months, uh, I think it was four months, I stayed for six months, and then another year of school that would finish out your associate's degree program. And during that, you were responsible for constructing this, which is uh, called the externship workbook. Uh, mine ended up being, I think mine says 80 pages. It was an 80-page thing. Every single week during your externship, you were tasked to either do some writing or do some research, and then all of that had to get signed off by either your chef or whoever was conducting uh, your externship. The last trip that I took home to Wisconsin, I was going through some of my uh, stuff in like my childhood bedroom, and I found some of these papers. I don't know why the entire set isn't there, but uh, yeah, this is what I was able to find. These are the three pages that I want to go through. I think I only found four pages in one. Wasn't really super relevant, but this is kind of a, I don't have report cards to show you, uh, but I, I do have a externship workbook to react to on camera here. So we're going to go through a couple of these and I'm going to throw them up on screen right here. The first one that I want to talk through is the uh, pre-externship module, the goals. And these externship goals should be listed as smart, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And then I was supposed to discuss these with my supervisor during week one of my externship. And if you look at the date on this. It's kind of crazy. July 21st, 2011. So almost to the day, right? We said this is going to be published on July 21st, uh, eight years ago, which is a little bit insane. Uh, so my goals, which seem pretty laughable for me to look at now is learn every chef's name, uh, achieve the ability to work smarter than I ever have. So I was thinking about this way back then. Uh, gain some knowledge on wine. Uh, I think this comes from me knowing that Per Se had an amazing wine program and some really incredible professionals who would do wine pairings. And so I wanted to gain a little bit more knowledge on that. Also, I think that was me being preemptive in knowing that I had a wine class in the second year of my culinary school. And so I felt that I would come more equipped to that class if I gained some knowledge from the guys at Per Se. Taste a completed dish. Isn't that a crazy goal to have? I just wanted to taste one finished dish. I was so in it with prep that I never thought that I would taste a completed dish at the start of my externship. And then participate in service. Um, from the stories that I have told, I think most of you know that I was a, a prep person. I was almost I was lower than a commie in the brigade as an extern, and so. I didn't think that I was ever going to do any plating. I didn't think that I was going to get paired up with a chef de partie. I didn't think that I was going to do anything to actually cook during the service. That's kind of like the level of humility I was at uh, in July of 2011. So that gives you some, some context there. Did I accomplish any of these goals? I did learn every chef's name. That was very, very clear and easy to do. The ability to work smarter than I ever have. I definitely came back to culinary school being... At the top of my class, I wouldn't say that I was better as a quote-unquote chef, but because I was so used to getting pushed to my limits, stress-wise and speed-wise, I did uh, work smarter and cleaner than most of, of my peers, and I credit that to working in a three Michelin star restaurant. It's why I push so many of you that are ambitious and want to optimize yourselves into that direction, because... 
you will just achieve a new level of 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 working smarter uh, in a Michelin star restaurant. It's it's pretty non-negotiable. Gaining knowledge on wine, I did not accomplish. I the kitchen team and the front of house team at per se, until you get to a certain level of management and involvement, you don't really talk to front of house people as an extern. And that's okay, that because that's not what the restaurant needs. Speaking just about front of house, I didn't even talk to anybody wine related, because why would they talk to an extern? It's kind of the, it's not the mentality, but it's just how the restaurant runs. It's they have enough stuff on their plate, and there's no reason for them to talk to an extern. What I wish I would have done was gone to my supervisor and expressed that, hey, if you guys do a wine tasting, I would love to be involved. I'm happy to spit because I was not 21 yet. I was 19 at the time. And that's that's a regret. I wish I would have done more on that. Um, but just setting goals and then I, d- I didn't do the legwork to revisit these goals and make sure that what I was actually doing was on track to get them completed. Taste a completed dish. I definitely did that because there was an area in this where I had to take photos of of the food and they would plate some up for me and I got to taste. I remember being very timid and I would only take one bite and I wouldn't finish the dish because everyone else was around me prepping and I didn't, I, I just felt really, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was my place to be sitting there eating a dish with a camera in my hand. Funny where we're at now. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, I did taste a completed dish and I also had the pleasure of eating it per se at the end of my externship with my dad, which was an amazing experience. So yeah, that one definitely got completed. Participate in the service definitely happened. I got to make some cornets. I got to do the gougeres. Uh, this was in New York when we would do foie gras service. So we would do brioche and we would do first brioche, second brioche. So you would get the dish, you would get the bread to go along with your foie course, and then halfway through eating it, the server would come by with a second piece of freshly toasted brioche. And so I definitely participated in that. Shout out to everyone who's been at Per Se and knows what it feels like to burn brioche uh, for the brioche service. So that was the goals. Three, four out of five completed, and most of them at least tried to have been worked on. Moving on to module one. I have it up on the screen now, so I, if, if you want to pause the video now and read through the whole thing, that's fine. Uh, this was July. Oh, you want to know why this was uh, July 21st as well? Is because uh, I think I did the move where I got two months worth of externship stuff done at the same time and had my supervisor sign it all at the same time as opposed to doing it week after week after week. That was just the nature of, I mean, I was working 75 hours a week and commuting an hour each way. And so I didn't really have all that much time to do homework outside of uh, my work. So beginning at per se at 10 a.m. on July 19th, I walked into orientation The maze of hallways was somewhat familiar to me after recollecting memories of the day that I trailed at the restaurant in hopes of externship confirmation. I was guided into the dining room and completed standard paperwork and was guided on a tour with Tina, the human resources manager. After speaking with the culinary liaison, Greg Kuzia-Carmel, shout out to Greg, I was dismissed and given instructions on my first day. After a still new subway trip, I arrived at the restaurant at 5.40 a.m. the next morning to be early enough to be in uniform at 6 a.m., my start time. I was notified that the Comey kitchen would be short-staffed that day. Various kitchen setup procedures were explained, and I began to realize the kitchen camaraderie present as each chef entered and greeted everyone with a fist bump and a good morning, chef. Progressing through the various prep jobs, picking parsley and basil for oil, juicing fruits and vegetables for the bar and kitchen use, roasting bell peppers with a blowtorch, filling butter dishes for service, I realized how fortunate I was to work with some of the highest quality product available. I was given instruction through each job by chefs who were patient with me being new in the kitchen. 
That was semi-true. As the next few days progressed, I was able to work with different commies that presided over me and experienced new duties. I would perform a new task for the second or third time I could notice myself becoming faster. I once had a chef that told me, work smarter, not faster. At per se, I feel like it is something that all chefs hold close to themselves and are passing on to me as I receive advice on how to finish jobs faster and more efficiently. I know that habits will form and the processes that I'm not used to will now become second nature soon enough. You have to keep in mind that this is my first real long-term stay at a restaurant at a high caliber. This is the things that I was keeping in mind all those years back, and you can hopefully see how that translates into the content that I put out now and kind of like where my values stand. Uh, It's great to look back at that kind of stuff. Moving on, I don't know. Oh, module two was, uh, it's titled History of the Establishment, Vision, Mission, and the uh, Philosophy on Food. I, I, didn't I had a hard time coming up with that one, and I don't think that there's that much value for you. Um, if you want to see it, uh, send me a DM and I'll send it to you. But uh, yeah, I think we want to move on to module three, which is very interesting because it's a three-week summary. And it says, mention the following topics, raw products, techniques, methods, preparation, flow of service, utilization, new culinary ideas, and consistency, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> It says, asking to be rotated, coming in early, or staying late to help with special projects or events will increase your learning level significantly. I was doing that even without reading this, and that's just the nature of how I am and how the externship program was structured. Man, reading through these is tough because I was not a good writer back then. Okay, so from reading to washing to quality inspection, all is finished, so product is available close to ready right out of the fridge. Techniques and methods are practiced in the most efficient manner possible. At per se, from seeding tomatoes to peeling carrots, there is a right way and many wrong ways. The right way not only allows for a higher quality product, but a faster project completion time. These procedures aid in the methods used with the food. An example of a method used that is relatively emerging is sous vide. Used to achieve results not available by traditional cooking methods, per se tries strives to be the benchmark in cooking sous vide and cryovac storing Uh, this is me going off script here one thing that was very interesting while i was at per se is they were the testing guinea pig for the HACCP plan for the city of manhattan basically for cryovacking and sous videing so they would have a clipboard next to the cryovac machine where you would have to say the product that you were cryovacking uh, how long it was planning on being stored. You basically had to document in a in a spreadsheet what you were doing when you cryovac because that was something that they would then use to test. And then I'm sure people that are working in New York now are feeling the results of that test. So um, it was great to be there during that time because that definitely made me very systems oriented very early on in my career. An example of utilization is the use of our corn, beginning by preserving and using the perfect kernels during fabrication. The trim is used for soup or juice. And finally, the cobs are made into stock. Culinary ideas are present in our daily changing menu. Constantly raising the caliber is a standard process as the menu transforms to accommodate season, creative expression, and the needs of the guest. As mentioned earlier, the sous chefs and chef de cuisine work very closely with the chef de parties to develop, test techniques, taste app. Apparets. I'm almost positive apparets means like components. Uh, cook and plate new dishes. Lastly, consistency can be found in our ever precise recipes. Scaled in grams, it allows for the most consistent reproduction of the tested and tasted recipes. When reproduced, it assures that the one batch will be the same as the last. So there you have it. Hopefully that gives you some insight into some stories and some you know mindset things that I was uh, thinking about and going through and documenting when I was in my externship. I, I, I love that I have 
have this. I think that part, so much of it was me trying to fluff it up a little bit for my culinary school, but also like I don't have content, video content, photo content. I didn't keep a journal from that time there. So this is, I can remember what my time was like back there. Um, but there's also like this kind of hard documentation that got submitted to my school. I definitely passed uh, my externship module, which was great. And I got to continue on in my culinary education. And then I did ultimately graduate from that program. But I think that it's important to go over these things as um, some of you might be uh, starting with your externship uh, very soon, or you might be mid externship. I think with so many of you coming to me with the question of should I go to culinary school? Should I go straight into the restaurant industry? This is a great example of doing both where I had an education, but then I also had some real world experience and it was very structured. It was conscious work. It wasn't just show up and prep and be a workhorse kind of work. It was set some goals, track your progress, learn about the philosophy of the restaurant, ask these important questions, be observant of things that are changing as you learn and grow. Uh, and it was it, it, for people that thrive in those kinds of environments when you don't necessarily want a big open field. I think this is definitely a great option. I don't think it's for everybody, but I thought that was uh, some insight that I wanted to share with you. If you have any questions on culinary school stuff, I have a video that I want to create on it, but I need a little bit more context. I need some questions from you, um, and I would love to get into it with the comments on anybody that has some questions on this going forward. Do you want to make this a podcast? We can. This, yeah, this might be a good podcast. This might make it into an intermezzo episode of the podcast. We are still deciding on what that looks like. If you went to culinary school or if you have goals from your first job that you either hit or didn't hit, I would love to let those uh, be known in the comments so that I can hear about what you guys were thinking about at some of your first jobs. As always, thank you so much for your attention. My name is Justin Kana. Have a good one.